You're gonna be a star, kid. You're listening to... In Between Stages. with Cassius Nelson and Jennifer Brooke. Hello everybody, welcome to In Between Stages, the, the podcast. podcast. Um, I'm Jennifer Brooke. I am Cassius Nelson. And hello. I <laughs> and I felt like you was going to carry on. Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> um, and Dudley's here. Yeah, it's chilling. Which would be great if he carries on that way. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week. Um, the sun is shining where we are. Let's hope it's shining where you are. Oh, very nice. Very positive. Yeah. Should we just hear about our weeks? Yeah, why not? So tell me about your week, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cass, how's your professional life going? Um, my professional life's going really good. Good. For once in a long time. That didn't even make sense, but anyway. Um, yeah, it's going okay. I feel like things are happening. It's funny, if you listen back to, like, the previous podcast, you'll hear us be like, there's nothing going on, there's something going on, there's something happens, and then it goes quiet again. But you had, um, you, you've had, like, makeup chats, haven't you? Yeah, we had makeup and costume and all that kind of stuff. I always think that's the most exciting, isn't it? Yeah, because then you get an idea of what they have in mind for the yeah. character, um, and then it helps, I guess it helps you to form the character as well. And I quite like collaborating. I used to go into um, auditions, I used to go into the makeup tests and be like, oh, whatever you think. But actually, it should be a process where you both come together with your ideas. Because they might have stuff in mind that won't work for, like, your hair type. Or mm-hmm. or they might try and do something that you know just isn't going to work. And you could just save everyone time by going, actually... Yeah. Hairspray don't work in my hair, you know? <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that whole process a lot more than I used to. Um, so yeah, it's going good. That's nice. How's your professional? Um, non-existent. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, it's fine. Um, I am just trying to try writing more. I'm just going to try writing. She's going to write more. more. She's going to write my parts on her, so yeah. Um, Why not? Yeah, I just think that that's the way it's going to go this year. No, don't do that. No, no, no. Like, in a, no, in a positive way. Like that's where I put my energy now. Okay, that's my energy. Because I saw year. where you were going. I was about to dash my phone <laughs> at your head. Um, no, I feel like my energy's got to be in my writing, and then what happens happens. Yeah. Because at the moment my energy is my acting, but nothing's happening in the acting, and there's nothing more I can be doing. Mhm. I mean, there probably is, but like. Well, like Kizza was saying last week. With, I'm letting it go. Yeah. And I'm now clutching at my writing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> come on, it's not <laughs> Um, yeah, it's fine though. Yeah. Yeah. Personal. How's your personal? My personal's great. Okay, good. Um, builders next door. We've got a little rave going on, which I'm loving. They're not great. Um, but no, personal, I feel like I've got loads of good things coming up. Oh. And I'm excited. Like, I've got a lot of, like, seeing of my mates. I've got, like, a lot of weddings this year. Like, a lot of my mates are getting married, which is really terrifying. But... I'm just like, I'm looking forward to summer and like, I'm booking another holiday. Where are you going? Do you know what? After our previous holiday, me and Norton came back and we were like, <laughs> we just want to sit by the beach. Yeah. I don't actually care where I go. Yeah. Like, once I book, then I'll be like, okay, let me see the side. Yeah. But like, get me like Tenerife or Lanzarote, like, let me sit on a sunbed and let me go in the pool and let me have cocktails. Yeah. That's all I want. So that's what we're going to do for a week. Oh, nice. We did look into going to Paris with Dudley. Um, 
But apparently Eurostar don't allow dogs. Oh. But I thought they would. That would have been the cutest thing ever. Like, right? Their pictures would have been unreal. But you can get this thing to Amsterdam, which is like this um, like ferry that you can stay in. But I think it's going to be a bit pricey. How long as well? Just for the day. Like, you go in, you like sleep there, and then you wake up and you're in Amsterdam with your dog. I want to go Amsterdam. Why not? I just want to take Debbie on holiday. I just, I feel like you can see the world a little bit, you know? He deserves it. But um, at the moment, everyone's just making it hard for me. (laughs) Um, Inconvenience in my whole life. (laughs) Right. But no, positive. Personal's great. I'm loving my personal. How's your personal? Um, Not that much is popping off. But we're literally okay. on like two different ends. Of I the know spectrum, we always, yeah. <laughs> but then it's something we were saying this a couple of weeks ago. Like when your professionals work in your personals, yeah, just, it's very hard to have both of them at the same time. And I think if they were both great, well, not that they're bad, but if they were, if lots was happening on both sides, I think it would be a lot hard to stretch yourself. Well, you're in that limbo now where you you don't know your dates and stuff, so you can't commit. To, can't and you've got to be that person that being like, I, I can't, can't commit. commit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't commit. Um, yeah, but it's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. I kind of quite like it this way because yeah. then when I'm not working, I've got my personal to distract me from that. Yeah, and I feel like summer's easier to be more sociable Yeah, on the I'm last not, minute, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a very sociable person, though. I feel like you're more sociable than I am. You're a good people's person. Fake it till you make it. Oh, so you... Oh, I But then when we finish this, I'm about to persuade you that you need to come to a birthday party with me this weekend. <laughs> Yes, you are. That is true. <laughs> Which you have to do. So there you go. Your personal is about to get better. Oh, out. I can't wait. I'm Yay. so excited about it. Should we meet our guests? Let's do it. has been a good friend to us for years now and has been one of our biggest supporters when we started this podcast. When we approached her to, to ask if she wanted to come on the podcast, she offered us up a topic that she would like to talk about, which is dealing with grief in the industry. We are honoured that she has trusted this space to come forward and talk about her journey. Let's welcome to the podcast, Miss Emily Thornton. Oh, I love how you sing like some section. <laughs> I have to, I have to sing. <laughs> Emily's a really good singer as well, actually. Oh, I, should, I should have added that in the intro. Though. You need to. I, to. I used to, but I'd, I'd like to get back to it. That'd be something nice to do. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I sat here with Dudley. He's so licking your he's hand. Licking my hand. Dudley. He's licking my neck. I mean, he should have taken me out for dinner first. <laughs> he's all over you, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Does he do this with everybody over dinner? Do you know what? Only selective people. Really. Yeah, I feel like you're like like he'll sit on you, mm. but he won't be like that on you. Oh wow. He is in love. I'm really privileged. Um. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this topic. Um, I kind of was just going to start by asking you to tell your story so that everyone knows your story and can kind of see what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, God, I don't know where to start. Um, so in 2015, uh, June 2015, we were just about to graduate um, and my mum had been getting quite um, forgetful. Um, it, that's kind of how it started. She was at work. 
she would notice that she wouldn't remember how to do certain things in her job that she'd done for years, mm. so it was quite unusual. Um, she was getting a lot of headaches, getting very tired, um, so she decided to kind of go to the doctor and um, to kind of see what, what was going on, basically. Um, at first, I think, I think, well, we all thought there might be something kind of like Alzheimer's or something like that, yeah. it was so kind of unusual that we mm. were like, well, she's, she was 50... Yeah, 50 at the time, so it was wow. it was a bit odd. Um, so yeah, she went to the doctors, um, had a few tests, um, and the doctors actually rang me, because um, they couldn't get hold of her at the time, because I think they, her and my dad were like out walking somewhere, they had no signal. Um, so the doctors rang me and they said, oh, your mum needs to speak to us straight away, and I was like, oh God, what 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 is it? And obviously I started panicking. That's I a scary phone call to get. Yeah, and I obviously didn't know what was going on. Um, so yeah, so they finally got in touch with her, um, and they told her that it was, unfortunately, it was a, a brain tumour. Um, yeah, so it was it was terminal, um, she wouldn't be able to have any kind of surgery. Mm. Um, it was basically, chemotherapy was the only option. So um, she went ahead and started doing that. Um, and you were in drama school at the time? I was just finishing drama school, so I'd just done my final show. Um, she actually got her diagnosis on her birthday, the 50th birthday. Oh um, wow! Fifteenth of June. I remember it really well because we, I think we'd gone to see a show at Conti, or somebody was in their third year show at the time. Right. Um, and I got the phone call from my mum saying, you know, basically I've got cancer, and I was literally outside, um, Conti, and luckily I was surrounded by um a few friends uh, that we were going to see the show with, mm. and I had people that I could kind of be like, oh my god, this has just happened, um. And oh my god, I thank God every day that there was people around, around me you. at yeah. that point because I don't know what I would have done if I'd have been on my own at home or just just in the street. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I could have been I could have been making my way there on my own, um, but thankfully they were with me at the time. So you found out, and she's going to start the chemo. Yeah, so she's starting the chemo. Um, it didn't make her feel very good. Like I was, I was trying to go, kind of trying to go back and forth um, a bit. Um, but it was quite difficult because I was just graduating. Um, yeah, I was trying to go back and forth. I actually did think about going back to live in Bradford for a while. Um, but my friends kind of said, you know, look, you're here, you're graduating. Um, yeah, because you're you like know. one month away from grad. That's, yeah. a, that's a really tough time to get this news because... Mm, yeah, and obviously the, 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 all the pressures of drama school, finishing drama school, thinking about I need to get an agent. All of that kind of went out the window for me. Like I was kind of like this is more important right now, my mum needs me, I need to stay level-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I continued to try and stay positive for her as well. Yeah. Um, because obviously she was all over the place, very upset, and every time I would go home, she would be like, do you think I'm going to be okay? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that was a lot for me to deal with. So, yeah, so she was kind of asking me, um, am I going to be okay? And... Um, yeah, that was quite hard for me to, as as a, well, I was fairly young at the time, well, it was 2015, so I'm 30 now, I was like 26, 25 mm. at the time, um, so you don't prepare yourself for anything yeah. like that as well, because you just assume that, especially at that age, that your parents are always going to be around, you right. always assume that your parents are going to be there up until you're, you know, you 50s, 60s even, like, yeah. my my dad's uh, mum is still around, mm. which is 
But I mean, he's still lucky. He's, he's yeah. just ten, well, he's turned 60, he's 62 now, I think. Um, and his mum's in her 80s. So, wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just, you just assume that they're always going to be there. So it's, it's just such a shock when you find out that they're not going to live forever. It's, yeah. It's quite sort of, it's quite awakening almost, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, it kind of makes you grow up a little bit because I feel like I almost was quite, still quite childish. Well, because yeah. you you were still in education. You mm-hmm. had, we weren't, in the real world mm. yeah and that's only you know that's daunting anyway ending mm. that three years and then you get this it's like i yeah, can't even imagine how you must have felt yeah yeah so yeah when, when i was going back and forth a little bit obviously she was slowly getting a little bit worse every time i saw her mm. like she was forgetting certain things so she'd say things like oh did i take my pills today I'd be like, oh yeah and, and then she'd ask you again five minutes okay. later. Wow. Or, but I, it's strange because I actually had noticed that before she got the diagnosis. Ah. I'd tell her things and then she, she'd forget. And but I, I thought it was just like like me kind of dipping. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah, forget yeah. Things and um, but there's certain things like that when you just think, oh, I wish I'd noticed that earlier. I mm. wish I'd said to you. But you can't because, like oh, you said, yeah. like you, you would. I wouldn't like if you forget something. I wouldn't be like. Oh, you've got a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. You would never assume that. No. Um. So yeah, I mean. Uh. So yeah, after after that point, it got to about um September October time. Um. I was kind of trying to find my way in the acting world. Um. And it it got to uh the fourth well, it was the fourth of October. Um. I'd been out the night before. Um. And my dad called me. It was about four o'clock in the morning um and I'd just been out the night before I'd mm. been I'd been I think we'd been out drinking or something we'd have been on a night out so I was kind of sleeping in um and I looked at my phone and I just had all these missed calls and messages um mm. and from my friend Kay as well um and I had a message from her as well just saying call call your dad and I was like oh my god did you I, know I thought it might be, I, I didn't assume that it would be as bad as it was, but right. I assumed that something had happened. Yeah. Um, my immediate thought was actually my grandma at the time. Oh, I, I okay. didn't assume that it was about my mum, actually. Yeah. Um, I, almost, maybe that was my way of dealing with it as well, and kind mm. of going, oh, it's not about that. No, it's definitely Yeah, not. she's fine. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you don't want to think that as well. Yeah. Like, you know, no matter how bad it is, you mm. want to keep having hope. Mm. oh yeah definitely I would always try and be positive with her I'd always be kind of like you know you're, you're gonna be fine yeah you'll be all right you can go out running tomorrow mm. Mm. or go on a walk tomorrow you'll be fine you'll be right she was still going on like she was quite active person and um, she'd run a lot of sort of 10ks and stuff she was wow. very fit and healthy and um, she would always like eat really sort of healthy stuff mm. Um, she'd always have like the you know like superfoods in the fridge and stuff so chia seeds and all their like oh my god yeah oh she'd have a, like soya margarine and stuff so she was very like sort of health conscious yeah like yeah. she was never a person that would take her health for granted she mm. would always um sort of push herself in that way so yeah so again it was a shock in that way because she was so healthy mm. um yeah so got the got the call um and I've, I've still got the message saved on my um voicemail but i've never listened back to it because i don't want to hear my dad like that mm. he was so shaken like I've never heard him like that before 
and he was just like, you need to come back to Bradford, your mum's, um, she's passed, because she passed out in the bathroom um, and she'd had a, um, like a fit, okay. basically. So she, she did have quite a few of those um, when she was having the chemo because I think it was right. something to do with the way it was reacting with her brain. It was, mm. it sort of sent her into a, um, a lot of fits. Um, yeah, so I went back. Um, I was going to get a, I was really poor at the time as well. Mm. Like I was working um, for an house and I had no money um, and I was going to get a mega bus which would take about sort of five hours Ages, to get up there yeah. um, and there wouldn't always be one that would meet with the time that I'd need to be up there. They're, they're not that regular. Um, so my friend Tom, who is amazing, mm. um, yeah, he said to me, I'll drive you. Um, so he dropped, I think whatever he was doing that day, I don't know what he was doing. Um, I think he was probably working, but he just called in sick or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where he works, so I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, so he just drove me up um, to Bradford. Um, we bombed it up in like three hours and I just feel so grateful for him that he actually gave me that extra time mm, yeah. as well. Because um, I may not have had that time if he wasn't, if he wasn't there. Um, and yeah, when I got when I got there, um, she was completely sort of comatose, but she was still reacting to things um, a little bit here and there, um, and I was kind of talking to her, um, and it was it's actually my birthday on the eighth of October. Um, um, no, no, sorry, I'm, I think I went up on the third. Yeah, I went up on the third, um, and it's my birthday on the eighth, um, and I said to her, you know, it's my my birthday coming up, and she was kind of reacting like she, she like she could oh, hear me mm. which was quite comforting that she knew that I was there yeah mm. definitely um yeah so I stayed with her most of the day and then went home it was difficult to sleep and kind of um sort of settled down but um yeah I don't know maybe I got some sleep that night I don't know it's it's all blur that that time as well I can't really Imagine. remember any of it um and then the next day we went back to the hospital and she passed away about like four o'clock. Um, mm. And I was surrounded by family. Um, I had friends around that were calling me and checking on me. And yeah, it was just a really difficult time. But um, yeah, that's how it happened, basically. I just can't imagine. I mean, thank mm. God, you know, I can't imagine going through that to anybody mm. but going through that in such a new time for you you know you yeah. you finished something that you've been working on for years it wasn't just three years it's like crafting before that yeah. all of this and then that happens I mean it seems like such a weighted question but how does someone get through how how what's the journey to I don't know I mean I suppose in a way that kind of um period where you're kind of pushing to move on to something new was quite helpful in a way okay um because it gave me something to concentrate on yeah and it gave me something to go no I need to and I have to get through this because I need to succeed for for my mum as well Mm. because she was incredibly supportive of me and um my acting um I mean, she was actually the person who told me about this drama school. and oh. Because um, I, was, I was at rehearsals at the time. For, I was doing um, a play, um, just a bit like Andran before um, I came to train. 
and um, she said, you've got, you've got a letter here waiting for you at home. Mm. And I'd been at work all day and she, I was like, oh, I'll just open it, it'll be another rejection because normally, <laughs> <laughs> course, I mean, I, I auditioned for like five years, I don't know whether I've mentioned it to you before, no. like it was four, four or five years. Um, I continue auditioned, and a few drama schools actually told me to stop auditioning. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. well, it was, um, can I name them? Yeah, name it. Name it. Name it. Guildhall. Why? They just said, oh, you can't. Um, it was like three times that I'd auditioned for them, and they were like, oh. Oh, yeah, they have, some of them have a limit, don't they? Yeah, they were just right, like, look oh. at you now, bitch. I know, I'm like, I went anyway, so that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, so they basically just told me to stop auditioning. So I was assuming it was another one of those, or just someone being like, "Thank you for auditioning," but unfortunately, but. Mm. Um, and and we and we've actually mentioned you weirdly in the podcast, but not named you in Samson's when we were talking about that. I have a friend that literally like the cost of coming down to audition for you. Yes. I can't even imagine like, and for five years you had to get like mega bus down. Sometimes you'd have to get a hotel, like, mm. and the audition fees, mm. like yeah. They don't make it easy for you. No. I mean, thank God I had I had a few friends down here as well that were living down here, but they, they went always around. Like, yeah. Sometimes they'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm away. Like, mm. So I would have to get a hotel. So I used to stay at, I mean, this is a bit of, of advice for anybody. If they're ever coming down to audition for drama school and you can't find anyone to stay with, um, Easy Hotel do a really, I don't mean it's not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do a really like cheap deal, and you're literally in like the tiniest little box room, like yeah. it's literally like a coffin, like you can't <laughs> move. Um, and there's like a shower over the toilet, but it's literally all that you need. Yeah. And I think back then it was about 40, 30, 40 quid for a room, so now I don't, I'm probably more expensive, but I mean, it's an option. Yeah. Yes. Rather than. Most places are like a hundred plus quid, which is right, ridiculous. Yeah. There needs to be something like that you can put. Actually, that'd be a really good thing for like actors to do. For actors to offer like their lounge or something for someone to come and yeah. stay, like well, if actually, they're auditioning for local drama schools. Yeah. Airbnb wasn't around then, so it's yeah, true. Actually, actually, cheaper to do it that way as well. Um, yeah, so it was, it was very expensive coming down. I can't remember where I was. But it shows where why I went back to that is because it shows your like resilience, like five years. Yes. Then you've got this. So I guess that gives you that extra power, doesn't mm. it? Like, come yeah. on, I've got this mm. far. Yeah, I just, I just, I, there was, there was no chance that I was going to give up because it just invested so much time in it that you go, I can't. I just can't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she, she was the one that told me that I got into drama school and I, she opened the letter and said, you've got in. And I was standing outside. It was like the perfect moment. It's like a movie <laughs> moment. I was stood in front of the theatre in Bradford, which is the Alhambra. I don't know if you've ever seen it, like seen it before, but mm. it's like, it's all lit up and it has like little sort of fairy lights, I suppose, like all around the um, thing. It was all lit up and it was dark. And it was oh. just... Oh, it was just like magical, you know. We just like, oh, that, yeah. that's exactly the way it should have been. And I was so glad that she was able to tell me that because she supported yeah. me for so long and said, you know, don't worry, keep trying, you know, yeah. keep plugging away. Um, so I always had that in my head after she'd gone that I, I have to carry on. I have to keep plugging on because I have to make her proud. Yeah. So did that ever make you? Like, did that ever at any point, I don't think it does now, but did you ever feel that pressure, I've got to do this for her? I've got, like, did that ever become, on the other side, you want going a bit the other way of, like, 
I can't word it right. Like, Do you know what I mean? It was too, too much. much yes, being yeah. too like hard on yourself about like the timing of things. A little bit, yeah, I suppose. Maybe because I didn't have an agent as well. Like I started to assume that I wasn't good enough. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, maybe I did. I was a bit hard on myself in certain ways as well. Um, and I still, I still am a little bit because I always, I, I still feel that need to sort of succeed in that way. Mm. Um. Yeah, because I'm kind of honouring her as well. But honouring her is you being happy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Not, you know, becoming the next, I can't think, Meryl Streep. Mm, yeah. You know, like, that's in your own way. Mm. And, like, you know, that may well happen. Mm. But if you're happy and you're doing what you love every single day, mm. that's enough for her. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But also I think it's, it's not always about um, acting as well. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the be all and end all of, of life. Like we can't, we have to have other things that we enjoy. Like you have to, like maybe just go traveling. Just yeah. just go on, just go on that holiday. Like life is so short. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what. Um, if anything, her, her passing has taught me as well is like, if you want to go do that thing, just go do that thing. Like it's not. Mm. It's don't sort of pressure yourself to think oh I need to concentrate on doing this all the time like you can just have fun in yeah life. um yeah so it, going on from that because I think that's a really nice thing what's the mm. things that you take away and be like do you know what like what you just said go traveling mm. go on like go see more cities mm. what else has it taught you that you didn't know beforehand um I'm a lot stronger than I think mm-hmm um, yeah, I'm just a lot, a lot tougher than I thought. I thought I was a lot more sort of sensitive. Um, but I think it has taught me that it's like, it's okay to cry. Yes. Um, cause I would kind of hold it in a little bit. Um, and just, just take help from, from friends as well. If they're, if they're offering you a moment to chat, don't just kind of brush it aside um kind of just take that help yeah I suppose mm. I think um, that is yeah. really important as well because I think sometimes you know we forget that and we feel like we're a burden mm. if we talk but actually no if someone's mm. offering you you're completely mm. right they're offering for a reason mm. they're not just saying it like flippantly and yeah. like I'm not going to listen like yeah. take those moments mm. absolutely mm. sometimes yeah. you feel like you have to be like being strong is not crying and I can't mm. have to keep powering through I have to not show that I'm affected but actually I think a lot of the time being strong is allowing yourself to feel and then get through it because I yeah. feel like that helps the healing process mm. I think there is strength in crying because I think when you don't it gets stuck yeah and then it's and then it's like got power over you it'll come out in a different way as well I think not not like emotion so much like crying emotion sadness it'll maybe come out in some kind of anger or like some kind of frustration so just gotta be careful what you hold in because it'll manifest in some kind of other way um did it make you more confident in terms of you know walking into auditions because you can see the complete other you know the the lack of importance that that may hold in terms of the great big scheme mm. of things do you think it made you more confident as a performer to go fuck it yeah i think so because I, I um i got a job actually a couple of months after 
Um, and I, I did kind of go in with that attitude. I was like, I don't care. I really mm -hmm. don't care. Like, this is not, like, top of my list. I, I just got the audition off the, sort of, off the off chance. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think I was quite ready to get back in the game yet. I think it was, like, around December time, so it would only been a couple of months. Yeah. Um, but I got it. And I was like, fuck. And then also, <laughs> I'm allowed to swear, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I almost felt that like maybe that was my my mum, in a way, mm -hmm. kind of sort of presenting an opportunity for me. I don't, I don't know. Because um, I'm, I'm quite sort of spiritual in that way. Like I'm, Emily genuinely... Sees their people. <laughs> I'm not actually joking. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see my like, face? Wait, <laughs> you do. Tell me you don't. I don't see their people, but like, uh, I feel like I've got kind of a, a sense. You okay. have told me many times there's a person over there. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Way. No, I don't see. I don't see them in in full, and um, but sometimes I'll catch things out of the corner of my eye. They had a ghost living in their house the whole way through third year and I tell you not that you can correct me if I'm wrong now Emily saw what he looked like she went to her psychic friend who then told her like completely who he was and yeah. it like matched up completely oh yeah so it was <laughs> because his face is actually like I don't know what he <laughs> I know, I'm really excited I can't tell I love telling ghost stories though like I'm like oh so exciting. <laughs> um so yeah it was, it was this kind of weird energy in the house like I'd always yeah. noticed it. it felt like someone was kind of coming over my shoulder it was like a, a black I don't, I don't know, like a black hair or something, something dark kind of yeah. coming over my shoulder. Um, and I'd noticed it a few times and I thought it was just me, like, I don't know, it was just Your me. Your own hair, just, yeah. yeah. And I kind of, I'm, I get excited by kind of <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, maybe it's that, but never mind. Um, so yeah, I didn't get that again, but I was in the kitchen with the rest of the four girls mm. uh, that lived with me. So we were all in the kitchen together um, and I saw... Um, what I thought was a, a man walking down the hallway in like a white shirt, but like I'm trying to describe it. Do you see it really clearly? Um, that one was really clear. Like yeah. I've never seen anything that clear before. But it was like someone hunched over, like their back kind of walking down the hallway, but like really purposefully, um, and like the head kind of forward and just sort of marching down the hallway towards you or away from me. Uh, away from me. So okay. like I didn't see a face. I just saw uh, the back. Um, and like some you get scared a little bit yeah a little bit but not what was this man doing in my ass I was like, like what the fuck is it <laughs> yeah. so yeah so I saw that and I looked around and I was like we're all here that's weird and I, I just didn't I didn't say anything to them for like so long and then we were about to move out and I was like well I've got to tell them yeah that. um so I, I told them that I'd seen this figure mm. and they were all proper freaked out as as you would be mm. um, and then I went to see my psychic um, friend who I went to college with hi shy um, shout out to shy um, and um, yeah she just explained that it was a guy called Elijah who'd like worked on that land before there was even houses um, oh. and he died in the field somehow and I reminded him of his sister and that's why he wanted to be around me oh, oh, that's quite, quite sweet but yeah. you had a really bad one as well oh, um, I've got to keep going so we went we went um in the summer of second year, we did a great tour of the north, mm -hmm. where like the southerners came up and saw all, all that Yorkshire. Um, <laughs> in the sticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Emily was house-sitting a house in um, Halifax. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would let you continue, because it's the fucking creepiest thing I've ever yeah. heard. So the, and I stayed in that house. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I get, I, I was kind of into that. So I think it was, it was after Conti, so I'd already had the experience with Elijah and that whole weird stuff, but I'd never experienced anything quite like this. So, saying it sounds like it was quite old and mm. it was all kind of wooden furniture. It was quite weak because there was one like wall that was just like blank and then all the rest had just doors, didn't it? it was, yeah. The doors faced like a, it was a weird setup, it was yeah. a weird house. It was a weird like long corridor in the middle and then you'd have like rooms going off each one and then you'd have oh, like, I yeah, see. and then some steps up the middle which would go upstairs and there was a door to the steps, which again, odd. Like, why, you would why just would you have a door? Yeah. Take the door away. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's weird. Yeah, odd. Um, so I was meant to be looking after it for two weeks. I'm looking after a kitten and I love cats, so I was like obsessed. Yeah. Loving it. Um, and my ex, well, my boyfriend at the time, um, was meant to be joining me for the rest of the time, and I was going to stay there like three nights on my own. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know how I got through those three nights because it was so creepy. And um, so yeah, for the first night, I had a dream about an old man running up and down the steps of that. The one with the doll, with the door. yeah, running up and down the steps, um, and I kind of dismissed it because I just thought oh, I'm just having weird mm. dreams because I'm on this house on my own. Um, but there was like weird knocks at night. It sounded like someone was kind of tapping on the door. Um, <laughs> um, I'd get locked in the bathroom. I'd yeah, that's the one that creeps you out the most. Get locked in the bathroom. Yeah, but both of them as well. So it wasn't because when you you had a friend, this is the creepiest story. You were in the bathroom. And you were like, let go of the door. Oh, yeah. So my friend came to stay for one night as well because I was like, I'm a bit creeped out on my own. Can you come and stay? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, of course. So I was like in the bathroom and, and it was locking again. And I was like, oh, I know I know it's her that's doing it because I've just told her the story. Mm. Um, so I was like fiddling with the handle and, and, and saying, come on, Emma, you know, just like, let me out, let me out. And she was like, I'm nowhere near the door. And I was like, what? So I just said, I, I said, please let me out, and it, the door, like, I was able to open it. So it was... Oh, so it wasn't, like, the lock at the bottom, it was, like, the actual handle. It was the handle. It was, like, someone was holding the handle. So you couldn't twist it. Yeah, which is why right. I thought that she was... was holding it, yeah. Um, yeah, so then my boyfriend at the time came back. He thought I was mental because he wasn't into any mm. of that stuff, and he was just like, you should just relax, like, everything's fine, don't worry about it couple of his friends came to stay and um, one of them was kind of into that stuff as mm. well and she was kind of walking around the house with me just saying um you know it's it's, it's not like it's this room maybe it's that room oh no it's not there and we went to a room which was typically kind of creepy like it had a little bit of damp and there was a piano and she was like it's not this room mm. and I was like no it's not she went to the bathroom she was like it's this room and I was mm. like that's the one you got a lot yeah goosebumps and um yeah, so she kind of went in there by herself and she said that she'd seen someone in the mirror, like a girl in the mirror, and she was like, she doesn't want you to be here, but like, just kind of carry on with your duties, just just kind of look after the house and, and sort of call it a day. Mm. So yeah, so I kind of carried on with that thought, like, everything's going to be fine, like, just... I'd have been just out. Like, if someone said, I saw yeah. a little girl, I'd be like... <laughs> for the time I got locked in a bathroom, I'd be like, you know what, um, it's not for me. It's not for me, guys. <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, so uh, kind of carried on as normal. My uh, boyfriend at the time has shown me some um, gifts that he got for his birthday. Okay. Um, and we were kind of just chatting. It was just, like nothing had happened that day at all. And I felt like someone had come up behind me and kind of grabbed me. Like, you know when someone tries to tickle you and they kind of like jab yeah, you in the ribs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. And I turned around thinking it was one of his friends and there was literally no one there. Oh. And I was like, 
oh my god and I, I was like burst out crying I was like oh my god there's a ghost in this house I was really freaked out and he was like just relax just relax um and again I tried to go back to that thing of it's everything's fine I'll just do my job look after the house yeah, yeah. just get on with it the kitten was always freaking out as well the kitten would like run up and down the hallway the kitten um, was like getting me the well, fuck you out well you cats act a bit mad though yeah. isn't it oh my it gosh stare at things it would just stare at the walls and there was like um it's kind of like this actually don't you and then it had like a little window at the top in the living room oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah yeah my yeah, yeah. Like yeah. old school um and me and my uh, boyfriend Sam was sat in the in the front room watching I think we were watching Breaking Bad or something like that <laughs> the time. um and he just like stood up and was like we need to go and I was like what he was like, I've seen someone walk past that doorway about five or six times now. Did that little window at the top, so he seemed like a figure go, keep going past. And um, he didn't believe. He didn't believe. He didn't believe it. Um, and he was like, Yeah, we need to go. Um, and I stood up and I was like, Oh, are you sure? And there was this huge crash in the kitchen, and this massive metal scale had just like been flown off the side. It was like heavy, like I couldn't even lift it just on my own. Yeah. Never mind throw it off the side of a, like, I think it was on a shelf or something. And we we just went. We like got someone else to look after the cat for the last Mm -hmm. few days and we just never went back. So, and that's what happened after someone did that to your Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the final straw. That was the point when he was actually scared as well. And for him to say... Yeah, right? That's when I believe... Like, if you're not a believer, and then you're like, I need to get the fuck out, I've just seen someone. Yeah, yeah. So it was because they didn't want you in the house? Yeah. Who lived there then? How did they manage to... It was They really liked them. I think they just really liked them, but there there was pictures that would move around as well, so there'd be like a little picture on the side that'd like, end up being turned or something, and I was thinking, maybe it's the cat like, getting up and walking past it, but it was just, it was too, it was too far, like, it was almost like they must have thought they'd been really protective over that family and thought Mm. that you were trying to take their place or something. Yeah, so that was a bit freaky. That's a complete side note of you ghost stories. You never came to my house and was like, yes, I'd be like, we've got to move. We've, got to move. we've actually got to move. Then when my nan passed away, I had a dream that night, because I said to Kizza the week before she passed away, because I was filming Hollyoaks at the time, and she was really, really ill, she was in and out of hospital, and then she was hospitalised and staying there. And I said to Kizza the week before, I was like, I feel like something's going to happen and I'm not going to make it back in time. I was like, we're two out, two and a half hours away on a yeah. train from London. Well, and she was actually in, 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 in Essex. And I was like, I'm not, something's going to happen and I'm just really scared I'm not going to make it in time. And then a couple of days later, I had this dream that um, I went to see her at hospital and my mum was like, my mum was like crying, crying, crying her eyes out. And then my mum had to leave the room. And then I um, went and sat next to my nan and I held her hand and I was like, um... I said, it's going to be okay. So I'm going to take care of everyone. Don't worry about anything. Um, I've got it. I, I, I've got it. It's, it's okay. And I said goodbye to her. And then there was a knock on my door. And I woke up in kids. I was like, you need to answer your phone. Your mum's been trying to call me. Mm-hmm. Your mum's been calling me. I pick up my phone. And my mum says, uh, Nanny's just passed away. And I was like, I was not going to make it back in time to say goodbye to her. But you had that moment But I had that dream, and I held her hand, and I literally, you know in a dream... I don't think that was a dream. You can feel stuff, like, I felt her hand, Mm. and I was like, saying goodbye, and I was like, everything's okay, like, I'm going to look after everyone. And then Kizza knocks on my door and goes, your mum's just been trying to call me, because I sleep with airplane mode, because I'm worried about, like, the blue light your phone emits. (laughs) But, um, 
Yeah, that's so we've always had like weird she, things yeah, like that. Yeah, she came to you then. Oh, definitely. Oh, it's mad. Yeah. Have you ever had any experiences with energies of your mum or anything? Yeah, I, I've had um, a, a couple, not like kind of visual. Um, yeah. But one, one was a dream as well. So mm. I, I do believe that they'll, they'll come to you in the dream. If they have a message and they need to get it to you, obviously your grandma couldn't be with you. Yeah. So she was like, right, I need to sort of visit her in, in the dream state. So yeah. I think like, definitely like don't ignore your dreams like if you can remember your dreams as well that's like mm, yeah like, that's not everyone remembers them and like if it's that vivid that you that you actually feel someone's hand yeah like, it's got to be a sign so i had i had a dream about mum it was maybe a year after a year or two um and my dad had actually met someone uh, mm. new um and i had a dream that my mum was in our living room moving around the furniture um, and I just remember sat, I was just standing there watching her do it and she was just moving around the sofa and putting it in like a different spot and being like it's okay it's okay like what was it? she was saying mm. something like it's alright don't mm. worry about it moving the sofas and that's all I remembered from it and then, mm. then uh, when, the next time I went home um, my uh, dad's girlfriend Maureen had moved around our living room and I changed the sort of where the sofas were, so they used to be like against the wall, but she had brought them like into the position that they were in my <gasps> And I was like, wow. Almost but it's I your mum being yeah. like, don't worry about it, like I'm yeah, fine with it, I'm good with it. Like, you don't mind you moving around the room, make yeah. it look different, like make it make it a, a different atmosphere for you. Like if, it, if it's painful for you to see things in the same kind of area, move mm. it, it's fine, it's okay. Mm. And I was just like, I, I don't think I told them either. I probably should have done. I probably should have said I've had this dream. But it was just, it was quite a shock to me that I'd had that kind of connection. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that that was that was one thing. And then another one was actually just after she passed away, me and my brother were just kind of sat in my room, sort of quietly, sort of sitting together. Um, and I felt like this kind of like gust of like cold wind. Like it was like someone had opened a window and it just gone like, mm. you know, like when you open a door and it's winter and it's like, freezing, mm. um, and I, I kind of was a bit shocked and kind of looked around like, oh, is there a window open? There was literally not a single window open. And I thought it was just me like kind of being quite sensitive like that. and Or like wanting it to be something. Yeah, yeah. wanting it to be that as well. Um, and I said to my brother, oh, did, did you see that? Did you feel that? And he was like, yes. Mm. And that's when I knew that it wasn't just me. Like, mm. so it was almost like her visiting it wasn't so much of a sign it wasn't as clear as the dream but it was almost like a i'm here kind of yeah thing. yeah but yeah and, um because she would always come in and sort of walk as mums do like they just walk into your bedroom and just like start walking around <laughs> like oh it's here like you should tidy this up like she would always do that sort of thing so it felt like her energy was there in that moment so that was quite that was quite nice i like it i think um, it's yeah. really comforting yeah. to to end this section i guess I feel like I want to go back to the the first question that we mm. you've offered us so openly about this topic, which is dealing with grief in the industry. And maybe maybe like a top tip, or if you've got a few top tips, if anybody's listening to this and they're going through it or have been through it in any capacity from someone that's come through it and, you know, I would say come through it the other side positively, but you're still dealing with it, mm. you know, every single Very day. so, yeah. What would you say is important to remember or do? Um, I've got like a little 
um, quirks. I've, I made myself a little, made myself, <laughs> a little um, vision board of just like little bits um, sort of creatively, but also little quotes that help me kind of day to day. Um, and there's something, there's a quote on there that says, um, healing is not linear. So mm. don't expect yourself to be like, okay, I'm, I'm fine now. Like, mm. oh, you're never going to be fine. Like, things are going to always be different. And there's always going to be little triggers that might upset you. Like, someone will just mention their, their mum or like, oh, like, I, don't, I can't even think of like an example. But just, just sort of things where, where mums come up or that kind of loved one that's passed away, that something comes up to do with them just kind of ride the wave a little bit and just go okay this is making me feel sad I'm just gonna let it Mm -hmm. let it go Mm -hmm. um so yeah I suppose that's that's kind of a tip just not to not expect to be okay straight away be hard on yourself if you feel sad one day yeah just be easy on yourself and if you need to take time like I say talk to people and Mm. you know let people in but also if you need to be alone just be alone like mm-hmm. it's fine like if you just need to take time to be reflective like I'm quite sort of I love spending time on my own like I love having mm-hmm. time to just sit in my room and just listen to podcasts <laughs> um yeah so don't beat yourself up as well if you don't want to be social yeah that's fine too yeah so to... and would you say be open with um creatives that you work with maybe like agents and stuff like in terms of how you're feeling or do you keep that quite separate um, that's so quite a difficult one as well because I don't feel that the industry is very understanding about um people mm. going through grief. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know if you mind me mentioning this, but when your um grand your grandpa passed, yeah, from yeah, 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 um, and it was like they just they they wouldn't even give you the time off even. Like, we were doing a module, weren't we? And they were like, well, you're not going to yeah. get marked on this module. They didn't mark me on the module because I went to the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly like... didn't get a day off to go to the funeral. It's ridiculous. That is absolutely shocking to me because that's part of, like, your mental health in this mm-hmm. industry as well, just to kind of say your goodbyes to your loved one. That's, that doesn't matter how close you were yeah. as well. Like, yeah, it, it might be a question. Like a, it might be, like, a family friend that has been there, like from the beginning because mm. I, I remember when I went to go to my friend's mum's funeral and she yeah. passed away in a, a car crash yeah. and it was quite shocking and it was it was very sudden yeah, wasn't it yeah for me it was it was shocking because she'd always been around and I wanted to go to the funeral um, and um, the drama school we were at said you know it needs to be a what is it like a like an immediate family, immediate man. family yeah. That shouldn't, no, it's that not. That shouldn't matter. Because some people, you know, like what you were saying, some people are like raised by different people. Some people are closer to their friends than they are their aunt. Like, it doesn't, mm. you can't define relationships. Yeah. And I just wanted to be there for my friend as well, for, for him. Exactly. And, and still, I, I wasn't technically allowed to go, but I did. I just went. Um, I yeah. I just... I just thought it's, it's quite unfair, the industry, especially on people that are grieving, because surely you want someone to come into a job and be, like, fully mentally there. Like, you don't want them to be sort of all over the place. Mm. And it's not like a... You're not calling in sick for no reason. You're not, like, taking a day off to go to a fun fair. Like, it's not an enjoyable day, really. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. you're not, like, begging to, like, yeah, go. Yeah, it's yeah. like people that call in sick for work when they're not really sick just because they want a day off. Like, yeah. it's not... Because they don't, they don't seem to question that when somebody's like, "Oh, I'm too ill to come in." Yeah. Like, but if you be, if you're honest with them and say, 
I'm going to a funeral, like, surely they'd be like, wow, okay, no, don't worry about it. Like, we'll just rearrange mm-hmm. things. I understand that, like, the industry, like, they have to pay for, sort of, they have to pay for the, the set for that day and whatever and pay people, whatever. Like, mm. you, you're kind of, they're dis- you're disrupting filming, say, if it's a film or... But it's always within a week's notice. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're calling up on the same day and being ill. That's true, yeah. Like, you do actually get, like... a week to prepare. More than a week for a funeral. Normally, it's, like, sort of ten days or so before that you have time to kind of give them that notice. You made a good point before that, um, you know, your life is bigger than acting and it's Mm. finding out what you enjoy. I know that when production companies and whether it's theatre, they see their project as like the most important thing, which mm. it should be because they want to make it the best that it can be. But you have a life like outside of that. Mm. Yeah. And if someone's passed away, like that affects your life, which is, is bigger than the job that you're in right yeah. now, because this job's going to be over in a couple months or uh-huh. a couple weeks. Yeah. But my life's longer than that. And I've got to deal with what's happened for the rest yeah. of my life. Yes. And you're right in terms of you want them to be, Mentally ready. If you're at work that day and you know that you're missing this important day, your head's not your fa- be yeah, there. yeah, you yeah. ain't gonna produce your best work. Yeah, and I think that's another thing to maybe tell people that like you you can take that time. Yeah, everyone makes you feel guilty for taking time. Like you're missing yeah. out on something. Yeah. Like no, like yeah. you want to take as much time as you need mm. to get yourself not back to being you, but like. To be ready. To be even, ready, yeah. yeah just be ready to face the world. like Yeah. Because it's a lot to even do it after that two weeks. Like, I'm saying two weeks. Like, that's that's like a sort Half of time limit. Yeah. But there's, mm. no, there's no time. That, like, um, an, another... I have so many friends that have lost their parents. Like, it's so weird. Like, I know. I feel like I... Almost we were meant to meet each other. Mm. To kind of support each other and just, just be around for each other. Yeah. And... I have a friend that um, her um, parent passed away and then she went straight back into a show days later. Did it. There must have been, but I feel like almost you maybe, I don't have to, it's different different people, but you might pay for that later. And and this particular person did say to me, you know, that like, how, how, how are you fine now? Like, do, at the time, she was kind of like, how, how are you okay? And I'm, I'm feeling like this. And this happened to me way before it happened to you. And I'm not coping with it well. And I said, well, Maybe it was that initial sort of first few weeks when you blocked yourself off, and um, when this person was doing the show, they weren't. Uh, nobody was allowed to talk to them about it. They kind mm. of were like, they've kind of got that's hard as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you've just got to deal with it there and then. Like it doesn't matter what's going on, really. Like it's difficult because I mean, I suppose imagine you on sort of a film set, Star Wars or something mm. like that. Can you really turn to those producers and say, "I'm not yeah. dealing with this very well. I need I need a week off." Mm. I don't know. I don't know how they would react to that. It'd be interesting to know actually, from a casting mm. director or a producer director's point of view, how they would find that. How they would find that, yeah. Because mm. I've never had to have that conversation, so I don't know how it would go down. Because I know that it's quite cutthroat in a yeah. way isn't it like it's like well money's involved so no, we don't so care if you that. want to take the time off we'll get someone else yeah ain't about we don't care like oof. quite rough isn't it it is it's it a is very a... heartless but it can be heartless yeah. remember to surround yourself by good people exactly and healing is your own time don't let anyone make you feel guilty for taking any time mm. that you need no. I feel like you have to fast track or there's a shortcut sometimes you like you said you just have to ride the wave of it exactly mm. like 
I have you a big believer in faith. You always got your back in. Yeah. Let's go ask you some questions. Okay, guys, um, we've just been planning our trip to the spiritualist church <laughs> in this break. Um, okay, Emily, we got three questions for you. Can I add a fourth one in? Oh, gone in. Can I, because I want to start asking this fourth question. What's the worst job you've had to pay the bills? Oh, um, this is actually before... I was a professional actor, but this is when I was like 16, 17. Um, <laughs> so I worked in a nursing home, uh, oh. which was, oh, I mean, there was nice points, but there was some awful points. That's a well. hard job to have as you're like. Yeah, I mean, it taught me a lot. Like I was very much like, oh, this is, uh, I would recommend any sort of, anyone in their teens to go work in a nursing home to friends because it's very like, it just makes you grow up really quick as well. Because mm. actually, I mean, going back to this sort of grief thing, you deal with death very sort of, early on because mm. people like you'll, yeah. you'll sort of sort of meet older people and they're so cute and you'll get to know them and then the next day they'll die and it's like oh, oh like, can you just not get... handle that yeah it's a lot but yeah so I worked in the kitchen for a while which was lovely um and I would just like feed um residents and stuff and bring them tea and that was really nice and then I ended up moving to the laundry oh and I was dear. dealing with a lot of like Shit. liquids and stuff yeah um and there was a bug that was going around and we oh, had no. to like bag up all the kind of like pooey things and stuff and sometimes the carers would accidentally put like nappies in the wash basket so i'd lift all this oh. and there'd be a nappy in there and it would just oh it'd send me worse no i didn't i i really yeah. you are ready to be a mum. oh yeah, no, I could deal with, yeah i could have kids and like, i'd be fine i'd be like no no problem i've dealt with that before but yeah, that that was probably the worst job that I'd had. I was not expecting that. Yeah, no. Wow. Okay, what is your worst or most embarrassing story from the industry? You, I, 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 was about I felt like day. that was just like something that came in. I, yeah. like, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't really think of like an embarrassing one, but I can think of one from years ago when I did like this like Disney show. And my friend Chris, if he's listening, he'll remember this because he's taking the piss out of me for absolutely <laughs> years. Can't wait. Somebody was ill um, in the show, and, and they didn't have um, someone for the Mrs. Potts part of Be Your Guest. Be, be My Guest? Be Our Guest? Be Our Guest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. In the beast um and oh, yes. i was like i can do it like i thought i was like oh, definitely nail this like i'll present yeah. the film really well i can <laughs> i can sing that that's fine it's not that high or anything um so i kind of stepped up and was like i'll do it like really smug like 17 like yeah of course i can um so yeah i did it in the rehearsals all went fine and then it came to the show um, and I, my part came up, and I just totally blanked, and I oh couldn't no. remember a single word. And I and you're on stage, and I was on stage in front of what maybe fifty people, and they were just all staring at me. And the musical director was at the back, and he was kind of like waving his hands, trying to like get me in time or like whisper the words to me or something. And at the time, I wore glasses, but I didn't have contacts, so I would never like wear them on stage. So I was just looking at him, and there was just a little blur at the back, and I couldn't see what he was saying. So I started to improvise. <laughs> so yeah, what else did you do though? <laughs> what did you say? I was like. I can't remember even how the song goes. So it's something like, 
I can't remember. But I just went, they'll want dessert. <laughs> and then just like went blank for the whole thing. And I just had no idea what I was doing. And then like slowly stepped back into the line. And then it was like that big finale at the end of Be Our Guest with a line, da, 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 big like, kick line or something. And I was just so embarrassed. And I remember my friend like putting his hand on my back and just like squeezing my shoulder like, it's fine. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. It's fine. But yeah, I never got over that. Never. That is a nightmare. Yeah, so, I mean, only volunteer for things if you're confident that yeah. you're going to be able to do it. Maybe but, look at it beforehand. Yeah, 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 exactly. Learn it. What's your proudest accomplishment? Um, He's always my favourite. Um, I think doing the um, Dark Nilla Jungle with Samson, who was mm. previous guest, because um, it was a one-woman thing, 80 minutes, just me on my own, and it was, yeah. It I, was incredible. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, like, I was a, a sort of shocked at all the lines, and I would, like, stick them on my wall to learn them as well, so that, that was how I kind of processed learning it, because, um, yeah, I never had to learn that amount of text before like that we don't really script, talk about yeah. that ever like at drama school they don't say oh this is how you learn a very very hefty yeah monologue. actually they never do do they no. and it's interesting because i've i can't imagine doing a one-woman show oh. and we had kids run last week and like you want today and you've done it and i'm like my safety is someone will save me if i forget mm. <laughs> they'll do something mm. yeah there's no one to save you and i would forget multiple times i think i'm sure Samson would have would tell you I forgot my lines multiple times and you just kind of stand there like fuck I'm gonna have to dig myself out of this yeah. there's literally no one to save me there's gonna be there was no prompt like he wasn't sitting on the stage with a with a, a script just in case I forget like I just had to kind of find my way and it's it's weird how how much your brain can actually hold like mm. you, you'd be surprised like how much you can actually learn so yeah that was kind of a challenge for me and I felt like I kind of Run to it and remembered it by the end of the run. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to do another one? Is it? Have you got the bug uh, yeah. for it now? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, yeah. You should write one. Shall I? Yes. I think if you could write a like one woman show, I think that is the greatest thing because you don't need to pay anyone. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like it. you kind of like it's a good like yeah. financial thing to do and get your name out there. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pay any rights or anything. It's, it's your work, isn't it? And you could change it however you want. Mm. Yeah, you're the right. You yeah. could write about your experience. Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't anybody steal that idea. I'll come after you. <laughs> no one write a one woman show ever. Yes. <laughs> um, what's your goal for the year? One woman show. What's your goal for this year? Your life today? Anything? What's a goal that you've got? Um, I I think I've been a little bit quiet creatively for for a little while um and I think possibly that might have been coming from my from a place of grief as well mm. in in that I needed to take a step back because I kind of carried on uh, creatively yeah. I was still working on projects and this break has been actually quite nice like I have auditioned for things here and there but it's it's not that many jobs have come up and I don't think that that's a bad thing no um but I auditioned for a, few, a couple of things that I actually really, really wanted, um, which didn't turn out. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it'll, it'll, it'll lead to an opportunity where you think, oh, that was why I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was why. Because I was making way for something else. Or um, I might have got that project and not enjoyed it. It might have been yeah. like the worst yeah. thing ever that I, I, I sort of hated. So I, you, don't, you don't know what's around the corner. Just... 
what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost my answer. I'm going to read it. Um, your goal for... Goal? Um, for anything, really. It can be today, this year, life. Just keep plugging, I suppose. Yeah, I like just that. Keep, keep going, like... Yeah, I think that was something my mum always said to me as well. Just just keep going. Like, you're, you, you, you've got it inside of you. You've got the determination, so mm. just keep going. Yeah, so if I work when I'm 45, that's fine. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind. Mate, don't you put mind. some of the most famous actors didn't start. What was it? Morgan Freeman did his first film role till 65. Yeah. That's yeah. mad. Mental. And at drama school, they always said to me, oh, you won't, you won't work until you're older. And I know you should never listen to that kind of mm. thing because yeah. they said things to other people that didn't come true. But, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think you're like a fairy godmother. Like, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah, I think just just keep plugging, just keep doing your thing, um, do things that make you happy, and um, yeah, I just I want to travel more. Like I want to go and see things. Yeah. Like I've done a little. Like in my thirtieth year, I promised myself that I was gonna do a lot more traveling and go on holiday and stop worrying about how I'm gonna pay for things. Like mm. just just live. Like. And mm-hmm. um, so I've been to I've, well, this year. I've, I've been to um, Florida. I went to. Berlin, which was um, paid for by my lovely friends um, for my 30th birthday, <laughs> including Jen. <laughs> um, and yeah, I went to Barcelona in March, um, and then I want to go to Krakow next, so I'm like, I'm always yeah. thinking about the next I love place it because, I want to go. But that makes you such a better artist mm. when you see more. When you're stuck doing the same thing, being like, it's got to happen, it's got yeah. to happen, ain't gonna happen. Nothing. Go out and see the world, mm. and then you can draw on it for different mm. things. Definitely, because you'll come back feeling refreshed and inspired. Like every time I come back from a trip, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Mm. Like even if it's just a couple of days, like you just feel, you feel better for yeah. it. So definitely go and take those trips. Just do it. I like that. Yeah. Should we play a game? Yeah. Do you want a coffee? Or a tea, darling. Emily yeah. just got so excited to play this game. I and I've now changed the mood. She's going to be the best. So you can't sabotage me, please. Yeah. So, Em, do you want to tell the, everyone what the game is? Um, is it coffee or tea? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Quick fire question round. You've got one minute on the clock. The last question will always be coffee or tea. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to count how many you get as you do it. I'm ready. Oh okay. Scared. Are you ready, Cass? Three, two, one, go. Sandy Beach or Snowy Mountain? Sandy Beach. High Street or Designer? High Street. Ooh. When I dance, I look like... A monkey. Worst <laughs> job you could have? A nursing home. Weirdest thing you've done... Weirdest thing you've got in your purse, sorry. Uh, uh, a contraception card. <laughs> <laughs> favourite book? Oh, I don't... I have a favourite... I'm reading like an astrology one at the moment. Um, if you could choose your own nickname, what would it be? M's. What would be your superhero power? Oh, to fly. Biggest pet peeve? Uh, oh, people picking their toes. Sticking <laughs> <laughs> in and not going out. Sticking <laughs> in. Leader or follower? Uh, follower. Last text you sent? Uh, to Jen, I think, maybe? What's, I don't know. Yeah, what's your best feature? Um, nose. <laughs> drink, drink of choice. <laughs> what was the last one? Drink of choice. Uh, tea. What's the biggest thing you're afraid of? Sharks. One thing on your bucket list? Um, to go, um, across America. Travel across America. Um, red or blue? Blue. Favourite sound? Uh, uh music. Where'd Coffee or tea? Oh, Tea! You got 19. That's not bad. bad. 19. That That's really good. Because yeah, we have, like, two separate lists of, um, coffee or tea questions. I was really stressed, like, I was, like, looking at your leg, like, oh, my God. 
Realization of the week. Um, has anyone got one that they want to start off with? It doesn't have to be big. It can be something cash. Um, I'm trying to think. Do you know what? I've got one. Oh, go on then. My realization of the week mm-hmm. <laughs> is. Is it cheese related? No, it's not cheese oh, okay. related. I just think everyone should be careful on social media. <gasps> My realization of the week mm-hmm. is that people should be careful on social media because. It can be, it can be great, it can be a great tool to like, promoting good stuff, mm. and promoting yourself, whatever, but I also think you need to be careful in all aspects of it. Mm. Brands you promote, things you say, anything. Anyone else got a realisation of the week? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I need to think, are we trying to go first? Um, oh, do you know what, it's quite a basic one. Basic bitch. It's a basic bitch, but like my skin was being really good, my skin was popping, (laughs) and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop buying really expensive skincare stuff because my skin's really good. Let me just, you know, now it's in a good place. Let's go get some cheaper stuff. Um, It didn't work, guys. It didn't work. It's alright. No, it's here. I've had a breakout. You ate anything though. You're going back to sugar. No, I just switched up my face wash. No, oh, no, go back. But um, a really lovely lady has got in contact with me and she's got this peppermint face wash that I'm going to try out. So I just, I should have stuck to what I know, man. So sometimes mm-hmm. stick to what, stick to what you know. That's my realisation. No. I always think as well, like, when it's like something like your hairy face mm. and if it makes you feel good... Just spend the money. Yes. Like, oh my god. Like, I'm with you on that. If you if you like it, just stick with it. But I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. But your skin is glowing. You still your skin's still popping. So just not my cheek. It's just like it'll go down. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. M. I think my realization of the week is to sleep more. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's so simple, but, like, I, I've had a few days off work, and I've just been, like, sleeping in, and I've just, like, oh, just rejuvenated myself. I feel refreshed. It's so nice. Like, you know when you just don't set an alarm, and it feels so good when you wake yes. up naturally? Because your body needed that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I just set an alarm for today to, to get in. Sorry. <laughs> but... We made you not sleep. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, you ruined my sleep. <laughs> um... But yeah, just to just enjoy your sleep and go to bed early. <laughs> oh, I started this. I scroll for hours. I need yeah. to like put that thing on my phone, you know, where it stops you. Yeah, but then you just turn own. it off. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I have it now. It just as soon as it comes up, I just press fifteen minutes more, and I just keep doing that. Like I don't even see it anymore. I just do yeah. it. Yeah. So it doesn't even do anything. Oh God. Unless you're really strict with yourself, and you're like, once that comes up, I can't add more time. Put it at the other side mm. of the room. Plug it in for charge the other side. Somebody said that to me. Yeah. And then I suppose you have to get up to stop your alarm as well. Yeah. To get up. I do that occasionally, like, but I've I've tried to start like reading before bed now because all I do is watch like trashy TV and fall mm. asleep to it, and I'm like, no, mm. I'm gonna read. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really sleep. puts you in like a sort of relaxed zone, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. It makes you really sleepy. Like, eyes, mm. I might have drifted off at like that when I'm trying to read a book. Yeah, and then you put it down and you're like, Okay, and this is getting to the end of the show, which is very sad. But it means that you have to leave our guests with like an affirmation. So it's something that you live your life by, or someone said to you once, or it's something you said once. It can be anything that you just want to. Awesome. Um, I think I'll, I'll, it sounds so shit and a bit of a cop out, but I'm going to go back to that quote that mm-hmm. I said earlier on in the mm-hmm. podcast. Healing is not linear. Like, don't expect yourself to be fine um, straight away. You, it's a journey and it's a process. Like, they're going to be ups and downs, and just go with them, and yeah, and you'll be okay. I love that and thank you so so much for coming on because this was all like well we asked you to come on the podcast but this was all your idea and I just I feel so honoured that you trusted us with this honestly I hope it helps somebody who maybe listens to this and is thinking you know I'm I'm struggling or whatever like go go and speak to your friends go and speak to your family If, if you need to go and get help like go to a counsellor I personally have been to see a counsellor but I think that's something that I want to do a little bit further down the line Mm -hmm. but yeah just you're going to be you're going to be okay oh I love that and where can people find you if they want to follow you and see your journey um on Instagram I'm uh, I should have changed this it's really shit I know what it is I'm Smelly Bobs oh lovely and I changed my Twitter because I used to be Smelly Bobs on Twitter but I can't have casting directors at Smelly Bobs that's so um, so I'm Emily Thornton 88 on Twitter. Nice, get following <laughs> her. Um, it's been fun. It has been fun. Get to the end of our series. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. What am I gonna do? I stand this podcast. Like I am your number one fan. Wait, you have to wait for series two. <laughs> <laughs> When's it come out? Can you tell us? I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I'm wait, I'm gonna say no, I was going to wait for you to say that. Yes! Okay. Do you want to start it? What? Do you want to start it? Or do you want to join in? What one do you want to do? What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll say that you we're doing it. We're saying. Cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> I'm flying. Okay, so we will see you all next week. But in the meantime, have a great week in between! Did we all say great? Yeah, because I heard Anne say great. Oh, okay, fair. We just, we make it up every time. Yeah, I thought it was great. Do you know what? It's great. It's great from now on, ladies and gentlemen. Emily has decided. for listening to in between stages you can subscribe to us so you never miss an episode give us that five star rating and leave us a little review to make our days you can also follow us on our socials at in between stages on instagram at in between stage on twitter because they wouldn't let us have dms you can also follow our facebook page at in between stages podcast and make sure you join in the conversation and slide into our dms with all your stories too you can follow us on at cassius nelson on instagram and Cassius underscore Nelson on Twitter and Jennifer Brooke with three N's on Instagram and Twitter. Join us every Wednesday for a brand new episode. We'll We'll see you then. then!